Welcome everybody to Me Time. I am so excited about this episode for you all to hear this episode and to have this guest. Gabby Reese is here today. It was very fun to talk to her. I'm a fan and also love her podcast. And it was interesting because I was so excited to talk to her about me time, but I also feel like I learned so much in return as well. Just a really beautiful, special human being. I hope you all enjoy. Gabby, I'm so excited. Well, first off, thank you so much for being here and for doing me time. And I have a lot I want to ask you about your me time. But I also, I want to start with, first off, you're just a powerhouse. You're a powerhouse in so many ways. And I love your podcast. And what I loved about it was one of the things you said, we're all out here like sort of doing, we're all where we are doing the best we can, which is a beautiful thing that I think we forget sometimes. But I loved listening. You go in, you go in, these interviews are like legit. Like you're going way into like, the, I listened to the one on addiction. I listened to Marianne Williamson as well. I was like, Gabby doesn't shy away from anything. And I love that. Well, I shy away a little bit from things that I don't feel like I can get to the bottom of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the truth be told, I think when I ask people questions, especially if I happen to know them or I know something, what I'll do at times, this is just being forthcoming, that I'll sort of throw something out there. And then if they want to share, like I've had friends who've had medical issues or whatever, and some mm -hmm. will say, well, yes, I just recovered from cancer and others won't go into it, but they'll sort of say their skills that they use to handle, I put in quotes, difficulty. So I, I want to go in and have an honest conversation, but I'm also not a person. And it's like in my real life too, I don't really want to unearth things that you don't genuinely want to talk about. I don't want to BS. So it's a fine line, right? I think it takes a certain kind of person though, to understand and read and, and intuit what that is, which I, anyway, so that says a lot about you as well. And that's also caring for your guests. <laughs> but I want to know what inspired you after, I mean, you have so many things you're doing, so many things going on to start this podcast along with everything else. Like what, what made you kind of say like, oh, I want to, I want to bring this to everybody. Well, I think, you know, if you, if you want to go back to like 1993, I used to, were you even born? I used to interview um, athletes. Um, I used to be on a show called MTV sports and I would interview athletes and, and then it developed into other things. And so I think actually I've always enjoyed talking to people and learning from them. And the flip side of that is earlier in my career, it was sort of me centric. Um, and so, yeah, it's fine to be interviewed. But there was something really interesting for me about being the person to navigate that versus the center, because my story is the same. And I'm trying to add to my story as I go through life. But ultimately, it's it sort of, I don't want to be on repeat. I'm looking for new input and new right. new experiences and new information. And so by talking to other people. So I used to do a podcast with Neil Strauss years ago in a sauna. We called it the Truth Barrel. And that was great. Um sauna? Yeah, because we we joke that when you go in the sauna, we used to start calling it the truth barrel because you'd have these really intense 10 to 15 minute conversations with your friends. Wow. I mean, you're sweating, you're hot, you're uncomfortable, you're almost naked. So it's sort of like there it is. And yeah. So Neil and I were doing that and that was great, but we have crazy schedules. And so I took off more than a year and I had to really think about was I going to be able to bring something to the table and really sustain it and do do a good job? And then when I just I sort of felt like, you know what, just do the best you can and 
to that point, do your homework, be prepared, use the skill set, whatever version of that that you've developed over the years. And also simultaneously, and I know you might relate to this, every time I go into an interview, I go, well, I hope it goes well. And every time it's done, I'm like, I hope there was real takeaways for the audience. And then all along with that is trusting your own way that you do it and appreciating the way other people do it and really staying true to your own voice because that's what we all bring, right? Like we're all contributing who we are. So it's the learning. I call it forced learning. You know, I'm reading a new book uh -huh. out called The Underworld. So, I'll, you know, it's like, I'll be reading that. I'll be reading all these other books. So I like the forced learning component. I love that. I so relate to the interview part. Devin can speak to that because Devin is our producer. She's also listening on here, but I call her after every recording and I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, of course, but I, I it's funny because part of this podcast that I started was um, it's it's kind of like twofold. Like the first, I'm so interested in what people do in their time, whether alone or whatever it is that they do to restore themselves and come back to themselves and take their me time, as I call it. And I also like talking to experts, which is sort of like part of my me time. I call it talking to the experts of the learning, like things mm -hmm. I might want to learn about. That's also how I spend part of my me time is like, oh, I, I don't know about this. I know this much, but I want to bring somebody on who can teach me or tell me about these things. And it's so much fun mm -hmm. to talk to people. But I also, this topic of me time, which I want to get into with you, even though I have what I feel like is many questions. But first off, when I say like me time to you, I always say this to people, what does me time mean to you? Like I always say it's like this time where we come back to ourselves or maybe recharge, but it literally could be like scrolling through your phone at the end of the day and like looking at cute dog videos. Right. But what does me time mean to you? What's Gabby's me time look like? You know, it's an interesting question in a lot of ways because I think I might view it in sort of a few different ways. So yeah. First of all, like what chapter are we in in our lives? When my kids were very little, me time was like literally a 15 minute shower where I would just kind of linger a little longer just to kind of, you know, I'm an only child. And so it was sort of like just to be alone. And so if I sort of say the overview of me time, it would be that me time is that am I spending time with the people I want to be with and solving the problems in my work life that I want to be solving? So I think very early on, I decided that the ultimate me time was going to be that my job was going to be something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was sort of reflected in corners of my life so that I was in sort of throughout my day, still myself, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. You know, not to compartmentalize it, but it was like, okay, there I am as an athlete or as a, you know, at the time a college student, I worked in fashion and then, okay, moving into relationships that ultimately it's sort of reflecting something about me wow. that feels genuine to who I am. Right. Um, not perfect. Right. You know, not whatever. So I, I think in a way I take that serious, like this idea yeah. of me time. Yeah. And then if we sort of get tactical on it, like I said, when my kids were little, it was very different. It was just like a few minutes alone. Just, yeah. I hear a lot of parents say this. Like yeah, parents just say with yourself. Alone. Yeah. Like, how's it all going? Have you spent enough time with your partner? What's going on in work? Do you need, are you need to pivot or, you know, kind of recalibrate the direction you're heading professionally? How's it going with your kids? Have you noticed anything? Just sort of that check in with, uh, instead of everything, the insanity always coming at you, you just get that moment to do a survey and an overview of what's going on and within yourself. And now it's very different. Now my kids, my youngest kid is going into 11th grade. And so 
I think because I selfishly have had all this, and I put in air quotes, me time, these, my career, mm. my relationship, mm -hmm. I almost need less of it. That's interesting because I have heard this a lot from people, especially post like pandemic, that we talk about how like your me time can also be connection and connecting with people. It doesn't necessarily always have to be alone. I usually actually start this by saying, because you were talking about kids and sort of the overview, and I think we have a lot of these, I think this shifts and changes throughout our lives, what that that need is or what that thing is that sort of brings us back to ourself mm -hmm. uh, and like where we recharge so that we can be, as you said, like for our work, for our relationship, for our people, how can we still show up in the way we want to show up and in an authentic way as well right. that is not forced or whatever. And so I'm always curious about what, what, you know, well, when did you, okay. So I call these like moments of impact, these moments in our lives, these moments of impact where you kind of are changed forever from a moment. It can be joyous, like your child being born, like whatever, but that, and we have, I think a lot of them, mm -hmm. but if you can think of like sort of one where it was like, oh, this thing happened and you almost knew in the moment, like you almost knew the change, like, and it shifted the course just a little bit or maybe a lot. And it shifted how you got to know yourself. I've like, when I talk to people, for the most part, I feel like when we talk, when I talk about me time with people or like a, a period of time where people spent getting to know themselves, it usually seems to come off of something kind of major that happens in their life where they are like forced in a way almost to get to know themselves in a much deeper way. And sometimes, like I said, it is joyous, but a lot of times when I talk to people, it's it's actually something that was a bit like difficult or a bit, yeah. uh, you know, just that moment, you know, is going to change. So moment of impact, if you don't mind sharing, like, or you can think of one because yeah. <laughs> there's always so many that kind of changed the shape course and, and put you in a position to like get to know yourself on a deeper level. You know, I think I have, I've had a few and, you know, obviously somehow we seem to imprint the hard ones sometimes more than the joyous ones. So and this is, this is simply recall. This isn't, um, I'm not looking, this is something I've dealt with, but when I was two, my mother, uh, was quite young. I ended up living with a family for five years. And during that time I was not living with either one of my parents. Did you say a different family? You were living with a family? Yes. So the, okay. it was a couple that my mom was like teenage friends with. Mm -hmm. And so I was separated from both my parents. And actually during that time, my father passed away in a plane crash. Okay. Oh. So the only reason I bring this up is because there was something in that, that I think really impacted me and sort of how, and in some ways not good, hypervigilant or hyper alert mm -hmm. I became. Mm -hmm. So there's a, people will say, well, it's amazing. How can you go like do all these things in your career? And I used to joke and say like, well, fear, right? Um, because, you know, you're sort of looking at the landscape and, and, you know, again, a hyper, hyper vigilant, which you yeah. have to deal with at some point. Wow. So I'll, I'll use that as one example. And I only bring that up because, um, out of that came a lot of good stuff, a lot, a lot of good, wow. stuff, right. Stuff to, stuff to improve upon as an adult, like certain, you know, emotional responses to something like that, attachment styles, whatever. But yeah. I will say, um, and I only, I only bring that up because again, so many good things came out of that. And I had to learn also how to keep what was good and then offload the stuff that I didn't need anymore as a grown how up. How did you know? How did you know that at, or when did you know? Because if this happens at, at two, sure, it's something you kind of learn 
you you would maybe learn later because unless you have the memory or have like some kind of you know someone retelling the story whatever that like triggers a memory like what how did you know like oh i this impacted me like i'm reacting to something that impacted me from when i was two like what made you kind of explore that or know that i i don't think it was conscious until later i think it became a gear so you know hmm. and by nature my nature is pretty disciplined and pretty organized and so i put that on you know 10 where, cause I was looking for some kind of security, right? So uh, what does that look like? So it looks like when I have the opportunity to play sports, um, I, I am now part of something. Mm. Okay. So you're always looking kind of for a family. Mm -hmm. Um, at that time, especially when I got serious in sports, I was 15, I was six, three already. So <laughs> imagine it, yeah. it sort of gave me this family and tribe. Um, mm -hmm. I had a coach, so this sort of figure of stability and guidance, mm -hmm. um, which, so I responded heavily to that. Right. So there was something really good for me and productive. Cause that's the thing is we all have things that could really work in our favor or work against us, depending on what environment we get to express it. So that was sort of one I really remember. And then obviously meeting my husband, uh, in a positive way, uh, was, was something that really changed, I think the trajectory of my life. Mm. So if I talk about monumental and then on a more recent and adult time, uh, one of my daughters, uh, went through a very, very challenging and hard time when she was about 13. And I didn't have this, the, and I was a fully formed adult. I was in my forties. And so I didn't have the, the tools for this. And here I was sort of this, and again, when I say this, it's sort of the external observation of like hyper capable. I've already had some mini successes in the world. Mm -hmm. You sort of think, you know, stuff, whatever that is. Right. Um, yeah. But sometimes you're going to go through things and, and also you're going to make all the steps to avoid it and there, and stuff's still going to happen. So you think, oh, I, I have a good, you know, I work on my relationship and, uh, you know, and I had had, you know, Laird and I've had, I, I sort of say two occasions in our relationship where it was like, oh, are they going to make it? And, mm -hmm. you know, we developed the skill set, but I'm only sharing the one with my daughter because I got really flipped upside down and I didn't know. And I remember clear as day when it happened. Uh, because she sort of said like, Hey, I don't, I have these, you know, thoughts and this happened to me and kind of all this heavy stuff. And I remember going up into my bathroom, literally looking into my own eyeball in the mirror. And I said to myself, you're going to, you have to keep it together because I knew it was something, if I wasn't really paying attention, mm -hmm. it could take you down a little bit or temporarily. Mm -hmm. So with that, I made some wrong turns on getting advice and then finally mm -hmm. got some right turns. You know, you kind of go through that process. Like, is this the right? Oh, that's not the right thing. And then, right. you know, I was introduced actually to Byron Katie. She has a program called The Work. And, you know, listen, time, things worked out and my daughter is thriving and it's many years later, but this was monumental because it changed who I was on a fundamental level as a human being, because I have a very strong linear kind of way, even though I'm very open-minded. Yeah. And what it taught me was sort of this, when people talk about surrender or yeah. you're not in control, this really did it for me. And so it was this next opportunity as a person to go now through the next part of my adult life with just a little bit of a softer, mm. you know, 
way. And, and also I'm not going to be scared of things before they happen. I think Katie calls it past futuring. I'm just trying my best to respond to what is and not what I, you know, think. So imagine that's that conflict with that hypervigilance. Of course, you're always aware of everything all the time. So you can be prepared. So you can predict if you need to and control if you need to. Yeah. And it's a real waste of time and energy and it really wears on us. And I think it keeps us, you know, with that openness and that receptiveness. And also it's, it can be sort of like, uh, you waste so much time and energy on that. So I would, I would say that that was something that really helped me be different. Wow. It's, and that is fairly recent, I would say for like moments of impact in life. Six years. And let's say we kind of finished it about, you know, three or four years, but it's ongoing, right? Like being a parent or being a partner or anything is ongoing. Um, you know, we know we don't hit the bullseye and be like, I'm good. You know, it's like training. It's sort of (laughs) all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you pay attention, you pay attention to your old mechanisms. You, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you watch and you go, Oh, look at that. And, um, and it, it was very helpful. Nothing like someone that you love that much to help you change yourself. I mean, and how do you know? So, so you're like, all right, Gabby, I got to keep it together. You got to keep it together. Like you seem to have a very, like you seem to, to have a good relationship. Like, you know, yourself pretty well, like you, you know, your alignment at least, or like when you're off, it sounds like just from when you're saying like, Oh, Gabby, you have to keep it together right now. You know, you're about to like fall apart. What is a sign for you? That's like, I'm off. I'm off it right now. I'm whatever this alignment is with myself. Like I'm off it right now and I need to get back to it. Like, when do you kind of know, like, all right, my tank's kind of on empty or I'm a little bit off. When do you know that? And also what do you do to kind of like snap yourself back into here? Cause you said you so you right now your practice is like, you know, being in the now versus like the future tripping or so how do you kind of know that even in the little steps on like a day-to-day basis, like traffic or <laughs> like whatever. Well, yeah. You know, there's a couple things. Um, that I know about myself and I go, Oh, look at that. You know, and that's the other thing is I, I have a decent ability, not perfect to observe myself at times. That is where being analytical can be helpful because I'm not always in my feelings. Um, mm. you know, I'm sort of married to somebody who's always in their feelings, which is so beautiful and instinctive at every moment yeah. and it's so heart-based and it really helps balance me. But I can step back and go like, what are you doing? You know, like to myself. One is I love that though. That's like you all are a little uh, balance yeah. of yeah. Yeah. No. I mean it's helpful, right? To have someone else yeah. where you can sort of help about maybe sort of make suggestions that might be helpful or or not. Um yeah. but, but just or at least offer that for your children. So one person's kind of one and one's the other. Right. But I think for me is I have a tendency when I get scared. So that shows up as what? That shows up as fear and ego and whatever. And the way I turn that into is I turn that into um, sort of, uh, you know, anger or a, not mm. aggression in a in a violent way, but I start to lean into everything. And that for me is a number one sign that I'm off because mm. why am I scared? Why am I leaning that hard into stuff? Why am I getting so intense about everything? So that's that's certainly one. Um, the other is like at this point in my life, if I'm, if I'm taking things too personally Mm -hmm. or I, um, you know, 
things are bothering me, that shows me that I'm off because I should be at a place most times where, Hey, you know, the notion of live and let live, or, Hey, this is just the process. I've been in these things enough times. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had my ass kicked enough times in business and sport and enough time to be like, Oh yeah, this is all part of it. So when I'm off is when I'm really reacting to it. Mm, Yeah. So that's your signal. That's sort of like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little out of the line. I'm, I'm offline a little bit right now. So what do you, what is, is that enough for you to kind of go, all right, Gabby, come back to Gabby. Or like, do you have something that kind of like a tangible thing? Like, even if it's like, like, uh, I, I mean, meditations, maybe it's, a little, it's a choice. It's a choice in the moment. Yeah. You know, what I do is I armor up, right. I get ready for battle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I armor up and I'm like, yeah. okay. And that's great. That's worked really well in a lot of things, but it's, you know, come on, it's overkill. So it's, it can be, um, where I'll just go off. Like you said, go be by myself. I kind of withdraw from things. I won't, that's the other thing I think people do is when they see something, a situation or something happening that aggravates them, some people run for it. Yeah. Right towards it. Like, yeah, I'm going to just get in all this. And I go, you know what? Take a second, (laughs) move away, get away. Just take a second by yourself And it goes back to this, who am I, who am I trying to be and who am I trying to become? What would I do or say that would move me in that direction that's guiding me, not how I feel in this moment. And so I just step back and go, okay, who are you, who are you trying to be and who are you trying to become? And just make those choices. And, And the answer comes to us when we're honest with ourselves, we know. It does. We always know that's that like gut, a al- heart. I don't know. It's when everything kind of aligns with yeah. like, yeah. I love that I am talking to you. Uh, like I'm kind of interviewing you about your me time, but I feel like I am also learning so much about <laughs> how to reset in me time. No, I mean, truly, you have so many things I know that you're sort of doing and like work wise, and you're a mother. And it sounds like even in your relationship, you all have is you brought up a couple of like i think you were you said we we did the work or like we got through a couple of you know oh, yeah well, yeah we, we we've stepped on our toes pretty nicely a couple of times learning how to mm-hmm. dance you know it's like i was not a great communicator early in our marriage i wasn't a good um i wasn't in i didn't know how to, how to have like positive confrontation because i was always very stoic based on how i grew up right. so I didn't, like Laird said to me one time, we had a pretty rough patch when I met 23 years ago or something. And when we were going through it, he said to me, well, why didn't you say anything? And I was like, oh, there's always that. You know? <laughs> why oh, you communicate. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's true vulnerability. See, right. the thing is, I didn't want to be truly vulnerable yeah. because I was scared. And so you realize if you're going to love anyone, it's all risk. It just is. Wow. So what's wow. the, you know, what's the alternative, right? Yeah. And, and wow. so um, that was helpful. And and listen, I can put it in one very simple nutshell for me personally, my real me time is, yeah. is my training. So, okay. And how you train every day? Not every day. I mean, you okay. know, I, I train and when I go, I try to go, um, you know, five, six days a week. But if you said to me, hey, what is your real me time? Yep. Um, yes, I do like, I enjoy every three weeks to get my nails done. 
Um, because sort of like <laughs> I walk around in sweaty, gross clothes all the time. So at least I look down at my nails and go, oh, your hands, they look like <laughs> things together. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, you feel like you're just uh, all over the place. And so I, I like that. But training is the thing because it centers me. I know it's honest. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's hard work and I know it's something very good for me. Mm-hmm. So my real me time, um, in that, in that deepest way would be my time to exercise because I also know, and I haven't forgotten this, even though it's been a lot of years, what a gift to me that I have time and an opportunity and access to work out. <sighs> yeah, true, true. And it, but it's also something you give yourself, like that is, that is something you make your time for so that you can be your you can be you. You can be your best version of you too. But I understand too that that is, uh, it. You know, um, it's not easy for everyone to find the time, no. like to do that. Yeah. No. And, it, they, it, it, and maybe they weren't encouraged. Like I was encouraged to be an athlete younger, so I got into the gear early. I think for a lot of people, they're like, "Oh, I'm. I don't know how to do that." So I really honor that. And also, I've had a lot of injuries playing sports, so hmm. I don't need to lose my health to know. Cause there are days where you're like, I almost need help getting off the toilet because my knee is so bad. Right. So it's like, I don't need that understanding of kind of the, all the little things to value. Right. That we do right. take for granted. Right. Um, right. So I think that's sort of inherently built in there. And another kind of me time thing, which is, I think a lot of people use it. I really enjoy having people in my home and cooking for them and breaking bread. Uh-huh. So that's mm-hmm. something that I really have always honored uh, in myself that I, re- I really enjoy that with people. I love that. Do you have a, do you have a favorite thing that you love to make? That's just like, ah, this is, I'm so excited. I get to make this for everyone tonight. No, I mean, we cook a lot. Yeah. I, I've been in an almost 28 year relationship. So <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember when I you mean, all, I, look. I have cooked a lot. My favorite is like everything comes out good, perfect, and at the same time, you're just like, there okay. we go. Yeah. So it's really funny. I remember you – I mean, I love that you were like, where, was I born? I'm an 80. I'm 1980s. I was okay. I'm 40, 43 and – You're 40. doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> but thank you. But uh, I remember – uh, a long time ago, this is just a total side note of, I spent a lot of time in Malibu, like why well, I had a boyfriend who was a surfer. And so I was out there a lot and we would see Laird go out in the mornings doing his like paddle boarding. And I was already a fan of you. I remember when you all met, like, I remember the, the whole story. So I, yeah. Anyway. And I love that you keep it. You're like, yeah, we've been cooking for 23 years. We have we have lots of recipes. We have lots of meals we've made. But now I'm like, well, I want to come over for dinner. What What are you making? <laughs> well, I, had, I have friends who came over the other night who are vegetarian. So I made them a curry, um, you know, veggie stew. And then I had animal protein on the, you know, for mm-hmm. the other yeah. people. So, you know, whatever direction we have to go in, I, I honor yeah. it. Just this idea of, of sharing time with people because I realize life is so busy and, and I get very focused on my work and my family that, um, I'm like, I I'm always reminded, Hey, you've got to make the effort to spend time with the people that you love because it's so easy for that not to happen. Yeah. And it's easy to, I mean, I hate to say this, but I feel like we, I, I go in and out of this habit, but like to break plans because it's very easy to say I'm tired. It's very easy to say I'm busy. It's very easy. Yeah. But like, it's so important 
I'm also realizing this as I get older, I feel like I've gone through some very flaky phases in my life uh, that I am like, I, one of the things I'm, I'm working very hard on at this point is like, don't, just how important what you're talking about is that time that you get to have together. Because sometimes it's like, I have a group of friends, we're like best friends, but we still only get to see each other maybe four or five, six times a year. Like yeah. it's just hard, but yeah. you got to keep those plans when you, when you make them because it's, it's so important. Listen, it takes effort. Like, you know, there's more groceries, there's more dishes, there's more whatever. Yeah. But the thing that you get fed as a human being, you know, you go to bed a little later, you do a little yeah. extra work. This is the real stuff of life. These connections, just those moments, you know, that's it. It actually is, which I think is the thing too, as we get older, we're like, wait, this is it. This is all there is in the end. Like, this is what, this is what matters. You had mentioned, you mentioned that you, you got, you got into sports very, very young, very early. At what point did you say like, oh, I'm like, I think you said you started training very young too. What, what made you start? Was it just that people were saying like, you should be, you should meet this person, be an athlete. Like you said, you found your sort of team and tribe that way. Or was it even before where you were like, I really love X, running, training, uh, being physical, being in dirt, I don't know, sand. <laughs> I mean, I had a na- an element of being a tomboy, but not overtly uh, mm-hmm. growing up. And I, what happened is, is I had dabbled a little bit in volleyball when I lived in the, I grew up in the Caribbean, in the Virgin Islands. And then my junior year, I was moved, my mother and I moved to Florida. So I went to a very small school in St. Petersburg, Florida, very small. Wow. Um, Keswick. So when I walked in as a junior at six foot three, they were like, (laughs) oh, you're going to be on the sports teams. Right. And so I sort of was like, I've played a little volleyball. I never had played basketball. And there were some really incredible coaches and adults that supported me. And that sort of parlayed into going and getting offers to play in college, which I was not expecting. I never planned on. Mm-hmm. And then my coach in college, who's still a very dear friend of mine, had a very profound impact on me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pushed me very hard, but was uh, really looking out for me as a person before an athlete. You know, when they say student athlete, she really did that. Wow. And so then that's kept my love for the sport going. And then that's why I decided to play professionally. And so it was really, when I say I stumbled into it, I did. Um, and you know, there's people a lot more kind of jockey than me. I'd say, I, I think I'm very coachable and I like who I am, you know, in a hardworking environment because simultaneously when I was in college, I started working in fashion and that's, even though that's great and it's work, it's still a lot of kind of smoke and mirrors. Mm. So, and it's, and it's not like, it, it, you know, it's not objective. It's not like, well, you worked harder today. So, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, you fit the role and you're going to get the job. It's like, okay. okay. So I also like this idea of having something within my control. So if I worked harder at something in volleyball, chances are I was going to improve. Um, yeah. And that made me respect myself. Yeah, at that kind of environment. So I think that a lot of that for me was attached to sport. Besides, right. listen, it's a lot of fun. It is really hard. And yeah. you get, you know, you're yeah. with your teammates, you kind of go into battle together, mini battle, you fight, you win, you lose, you do it all. And uh, it's great. I love that. Did you have any and do you still have any like, like, 
say before a, a game, say before anything, uh, like a ritual or anything that you did that you like superstition wise or anything like that, that was like, all right, oh crap, I forgot to blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I want to hear about those now and then. You know, I did, I sort of developed that more in the pros mm-hmm. um, where I sort of would go through this ritual to kind of get me into the more of the headspace. So if I knew like we were playing next, sort of a certain period of time before we would warm up, I would start to like, okay, I put some block on and then, okay, I put my hair in a ponytail and then I put my visor on. And then once I put my sun, my glasses on, cause you're playing beach volleyball. So you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. This was sort of like changing from one part of your gearing to another part. And then, you know, I go out on the court and our coaches taught this, like you run around the court and you sort of try to take a form of ownership of the court. Like this is where mm-hmm. I'm playing, you know, it'd be like a dog. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and so I sort of would just try, cause I, it, it wasn't the most natural thing for me to be competitive. I am very competitive, but I wouldn't say it's the most natural thing. So I had to kind of work myself into that side of my personality. So I used that ritual. Um, so wow. if I, if I played really good with that visor on as ridiculous as it is, I would play the whole tournament with that visor on and it was gross. Right. Um, (laughs) really badly. That visor was given away. Even the hair tie was gone and we started new. So I had weird things that I, I, um, I wouldn't encourage people to get into too much of that. Yeah. Uh, cause you don't want to do that, but I did have a little (laughs) bit of it. I love that. I actually, do you have anything now? Although, you know, just in, in your life now that you do, like, whether it's like, you know, uh, meditation, whether it's a, I don't know, any, any sort of ritually thing that you do now that's like, oh, I'm going to do this and set an intention for the day or this pray. I don't know, whatever that might be. It's, it's not as deliberate, but when I wake up in the morning, um, Uh I wouldn't say I'm pretty even keeled, but I wouldn't say I'm like a cheerful person. Um, or like, let's get the day. I, it's just, you know, there's a part <laughs> of me that's a person. Yeah. I wish I had more of that, but I also <laughs> realize there's other people in my home living with me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying. So when I, I, Laird gets up before me. So when I'm awake in the morning, I'm by myself in our room. He's long, you know, he's been awake for an hour at least. And, um, before, before I put my feet on the floor, I always make a really conscious effort about, sort of an attitude tone and adjustment. So mm. I, I, I honor, like, maybe I'm like, ugh, the day, you know, <laughs> like sometimes you get tired or when you have younger kids and they're sort of like here that they're coming, you know, they're awake, they're like in your space. It's just, sometimes you don't get that space. So what yeah. I, I really try to do is take that moment to honor every single thing I'm feeling, whatever it is, and then say, right, who am I? trying to be? Where am I trying to go? And what person, what part of yourself can you, can show up? And then when I put my feet on the floor, it's like, okay, here we go. And so I I do that every morning and it's the same with training. You know, I want to remind people, nobody is like excited and can't wait. And in a chipper mood, some people get there easier than others, but a lot of it is a practice. And what I know to be true after all these years is we can have all the information and we can know what we're supposed to be doing. But if we don't have a practice, if we don't have a strategy, if we don't have bumpers and guardrails to help us, 
you know, sort of execute these practices, it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to get where you're, where you're hoping to get. So it, knowing it isn't enough. It's putting it in practice, putting it in play, and then, you know, just working on it each day. That's so, I feel like that's just a great philosophy on, on everything. I feel like what, one of the things I said was like, whether it's like a prayer intention or a candle or whatever, I think a lot of times we have that, like, oh, I, I'm just going to put this thing into the universe and, and, and leave it and hope that it comes back or happens, but there has to be momentum. There has to be practice. There has to be that sort of work and commitment to, to that. But there is, I do think, is you're saying when you when you're reminding yourself those questions in the morning or putting your feet on the ground, that if you do that in 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 repetition, you do you do start to kind of know and and align with it faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah. So that it's a it's five, you know, you wake up, it's a thought, it's a thing, and then you're you're on your day. But at least you've started with the intention of like, I'm gonna be exactly what you said, whatever the ad, whatever the adjustment is that you have to make in the morning to like set the day. I think for yeah. a lot of people, this is when they talk about gratitude, right? I'm, but, I'm a little different in, in that way, but I think for a lot of people, especially it's a gratitude practice, you know, what am right. I grateful for? And okay, yeah. here we go. So I, I think it's no different. I, uh, I, I try to do it easier. I, I have a tendency to at times muscle things a little bit. Um, mm. And that's sort of who I am, but like for a lot of people like, it could be like, yeah. uh-huh. I'm grateful, you know? Yes. Yeah, no, I get that. That's a, that. Um, all right. So I also want to ask you, uh, well, this is what I ask everybody, but three of your favorite things right now that you cannot live without or more, but let's just, let's just say, let's say three. And then I want to also ask you, what's a, what's a nice thing you did for yourself recently? Well, we can do whatever okay. order you want. Three, yeah. God, I see. It's so funny because I'm not a thing person. <laughs> not. I have one of my daughters is is very much a thing person, and she's like, "You're so practical," and I'm like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> That's great quality, though. That's yeah, like- I know. But for her, she's like, "Come on, lady, pick it up." Uh, <laughs> I would say. Um, Literally could be like food, coffee. Okay. So, okay. Well, I do have my morning coffee. So what my husband does that's so incredible is he puts all the ingredients that I use in my coffee in my cup every morning. So when I come down, he either hits the button, the coffee goes in and we have the creamers and I do put some fat in there and some other things. So I do start my day like that. Um, I am wearing, and I'm not trying to be selly, but I do train. No, well, I'm trying to be careful about that. That's kind of why I went, uh, is, um, we have a company called Laird Apparel and we made a woman's tight um, and I helped design the tight. And because I know what you need for, to work out in a work, in a workout pant. Yeah. Um, they actually got it right. So it's snug. It doesn't sag. It holds everything in. Your butt looks fine. If you have to do kettlebell snaps, like the whole nine yards. So if you said to me for right now, for my training, I will tell you that this performance tight is really badass. So there, oh, I there's that. It. I want it. Yeah, I want to try it. Oh my God. I love this. I'm actually looking, I'm, I'm actually looking for new workout clothes. So this is great. Yeah, so it's, so we had Laird's line and then we designed a woman's line. So I, I really enjoy that. Um, and then, you know, as far as, I mean, we have, um, we have a sauna, uh, we're mm-hmm. lucky. So mm-hmm. if, if, uh, you know, I get the chance maybe a couple times a week to go in there. 
superficially on a skincare level. Um, I've been using um, something called radical skincare. So it doesn't have a lot of weird chemicals in it, but it does uh -huh. make your skin good because it's that fine line, right? Between like, oh, it's natural, but yeah, great. It doesn't do anything. Like it's all right. that as women. Yes. Um, so I really yes. like that. I wash my face with a Japanese charcoal soap and it gets all the what? makeup off. Yeah. You can find What's it. Soap. It's just I don't know that. gray. You can go on Amazon and get it. It doesn't really cost that much. I've been using it for a long time and it seems to work. And so it gets all your makeup off, but it doesn't feel so hard on your skin, but it does feel yeah. clean. So if you go into Amazon, they just look up Japanese charcoal soap. And that is something um, that I... I'm getting it. I'm getting everything you're talking about right now. I'm going to get, I want the coffee and I'm going to get your, your I'll workout. I'll send you now. the coffee. I'll send you I mean, some coffee. <laughs> this all sounds wonderful. Okay. Japanese charcoal soap. Okay. Radical skincare. Yes. Love. So I think that's it. And by the way, yes, I work with Laird Apparel and yes, I work with Laird Superfood, but the other stuff, I, I don't have anything to do with them. And then on a side note, and this is just overly practical, I just want to encourage people because, you know, more and more your vitamin d your vitamin mm -hmm. c you mm -hmm. know sometimes for certain women a multi-iron iron supplement i have to take that i have very um low iron and, and so i do those types of practices that also i think support my overall put some buoyancy to my health it's not a magic bullet but i would also um say that as far as a practice goes that's something mm -hmm. that i do I love that. You know, I, my doctor did say that to me the other day. He's like, are you taking a multivitamin? And I was like, I'm not, I feel like embarrassed to almost say that. Like I might take a couple of things. Like I take calcium because osteoporosis runs yeah. in our family and like whatever. But just, he's like, you should take a multivitamin every single day. Yeah. And magnesium um, because we have 72 processes in the body that are connected to magnesium. So I, I would say also maybe magnesium before you go to bed is, is always helpful. Uh, so I try not to get too crazy with it, but I, I, I do know that it's helpful and uh, certainly uh, an omega, I find it even helps uh, with my with my skin because as much as I am practical, of course I'm I have a level of vanity like everybody, and so yeah. it's just trying to keep it all keep it together. <laughs> I love that you're like I don't I'm not trying to sell things. I'm like you're on this podcast, sell it no, all. No, but I'm not. I don't. I want to under. I want to. You know, I'm I'm not putting the cart before the horse. Like if I say it, it's because I genuinely. Um, I genuinely mean it. Okay. I love I all of this. I, I am even taking, like I said, I feel like in a way this is, I'm interviewing you about your me time, but I feel like I'm learning so much as well in the process. So this yeah. feels like a, this is the, this is my me time and, yeah. and Gabby me time um, that we're having. And then um, I love the favorite things. Uh, if you have anything else you want to add, add, but also okay. I, lo I love knowing um, what is a, what is a nice thing and that you did for yourself uh, recently that you were like, oh, this was like a gift I, I'm giving to myself or something, something, whether a splurge or whether just like a, a moment. That's a good question. <laughs> I feel like my whole life is a splurge in a way. You know what I mean? Like I get to live in a, you know, a nice place in California. We live in Kauai. I guess maybe that's why I don't feel, um, I went on a trip actually with my, with my family. Um, recently to Europe on a boat with some friends. And that, that was really, really nice because there was no reason why, except to see our friends. Yeah. Normally I'm like, well, I'll go there because we're going to work and then we can stay an extra day. I'm that person. Right. And so we just went and I thought, oh, that's important to do sometimes. I'm, I'm, I've never been always so good at that. 
You went to Italy, you said? Yeah, we went, we flew into, um, into France and then we went on a boat for a few days and then we, you know, we, we flew out. So I guess the sake of just taking a trip to take a trip, I know you'd think I would be a person who would probably do that more often than you think, but it's always attached to a reason like, oh, we're going to work there. We have an appearance there or something. Is that out of like, if I'm doing something like this nice, I, I, I should have a reason or, or work or something to accomplish while I'm there. Yeah. Or is Okay. It's a yeah. terrible quality that I'm, again, I'm working on. And my youngest daughter always like, she'll say to me, well, don't you ever think about just doing something to do it just to do that? And I'm always like, oh, that's interesting. So I love that your daughter, I love these conversations that you all have. I love that she's trying to like, be like, mom, stop, stop being so practical. Just be. But there's something to be said for letting go of the reins. You know, it can be disguised as like, wow, that's okay. That's, you know, productive. It's like, yes, yeah. but also let go of the reins a little bit. And I, and I think that we can know ourselves, which is which and do that. So yeah, I have to say one of my biggest things is like, anytime I can redo anything in my house, this is my biggest, <laughs> like, you know really? what I mean? Like, I love, like, let's repaint something. Let's get, let's reupholster something. I could, let's, you really? know. Really? Oh my God. Like if for me to have like my environment, just like that, that for me is like the wolf. Are you like a declutter person? Are you like a, oh, I need certainly. it. Animal. Okay. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because the, the visual noise makes my brain crazy. And since I am doing a lot of different things, like everybody is, yeah, I am just so much more streamlined and productive um, when I can just have things clear and, and stuff takes energy. I don't, I don't want to be beholden so much to my stuff. Yeah, no, I I get that. I'm sort of in this process. I just moved and in oh. this place that I'm uh I've been talking a lot about it, just this idea of like these things we hold on to, but why? And do these things, let's say I the one I was talking about last week, these like shoe boxes almost of mementos, memories, uh keepsakes that take up space in the closet. We don't need to see them all the time. They trigger memories. Is that good? Especially if they're from relationships, say you're not in anymore oh. or whatever, <laughs> you know, like this is the question I've been like, cause I, I just moved and I'm like, Mags, it's time. You're going to go through all of this. It's like 15 years worth of stuff. My yeah. mom has sent me boxes. I have uh, my, you know, I was married for a minute that, that box, I yeah. have this other relationship, like whatever. And I go through it and I was like, all of this is, gotta go. And then I'm like, or does it? And what is the point? What, what do I get from holding on to it? And what am I saying by letting go of it? Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's always such an interesting thing. So I'm very, um, I'm, I've purged quite a bit and yeah. I definitely feel lighter, uh, even just knowing when it's in a closet, like even if you don't see the clutter, even if it's not the visual noise, even right. if it's, you the knowing that it's there it's like i don't want to open that door if i cringe every time i walk by the door yeah. it's going to like affect my day yeah <laughs> and well, life unless you're going to give it to somebody like there's something in that that is going to be for somebody for later or if there's one letter and you go that was really bittersweet i'm going to save one of the letters of the thing and then you can get rid of get rid yeah. of the rest you know my husband told me that pretty much. And we have a good size home, but he goes, listen, if we die tomorrow, they could take all of this and smash it down and put it in two dumpsters. Wow. And it's like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I think we put all this gravity into things, except it's really us and the people we love, you know, and 
and you want to have a good bed and a good pillow so you can sleep well, you know, it's sort of yes. like, what do you really need? Um, and it's all it's in, it is in our hearts, you know, like it is in our, like the memories or whatever that is that make yeah. up who we are, you know, these pieces and these people and these experiences and like whatever they do like live, they live. So yeah. it's the tangible thing of it is the, is like, what do we, I, I, I love what you're saying. I just, I sort of practiced that, but I, I would have, if this interview had happened like three weeks ago, I would have been like, ah, so now I want to go back through again sure. and just be like, I'm giving the one letter. I don't need 10. I don't need all of them. But anyway, right. um, there's uh, a book, um, light Watkins wrote a book. He's right now living out of a backpack for the last five years. And, mm -hmm. um, he wrote a book called travel light and he talks sort of about some of this. So it's sort of interesting. Oh, I, love that. I love that. I'm learning so much today. Um, okay. So can we sell for a second? Can we sell your podcast? Oh, thank the you. Happy Reese show. Yes. Which Very we talked original. a little bit about what inspired. I want to know about the Gabby Reese show. Why would like, it's the perfect title. I'm turning into your like daughter now being like, mom, <laughs> sell yourself. I, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my whole thing is this, I like performance. You know, yeah. I, I, obviously I like high performance, whether it's business or training or even trying to, as a human being, trying to show up. Um, yeah. However, when you just, if you choose to be on the path um, as a, you know, as a partner, as a mother, as a wife or, or not, it doesn't matter. It's for me, a lot of times performance is occupied by voices that sort of talk so intensely about performance, but how do we put the human element or the human reality within performance and then take the best information from scientists or doctors or personalities and break it down to basically like a third, sixth grade level, because my hope for people is they hear something and they go, okay, that I could do that. And that's actionable. Um, yeah. and, and what I've learned from all of these people is most of the ones who are very good at getting any of us to perform better in whichever way, even if it's about communication, it's not about adding more things into your practice. It's about taking away the things that keep us from the success. And usually the best people, they keep saying, they're not wow. adding more. They're saying, okay, let's take away. So I just want to be a part of that conversation and disseminating that information. And if I can help, you know, sort of my brothers and sisters do it better um, with the notion of really the undercurrent though, is sort of, these are some of the best of the best people in their space for real. Yeah. Um, that's my hope. And, and, um, and just to offer perspectives, I'm not here to tell people what to do. I'm here to throw out information and somebody goes, Oh, I'll take that. And I'll take this. I'll leave that. I'll take this. And that's going to help me. I love that. I also love this idea of, of taking things away versus like the adding in, like the obstacles, like the mental obstacles. And I'm, I think that's sort of maybe what you're talking about, but maybe it is actual physical things Both. as well. Like, yeah, but that, that is more valuable or I feel like what gets in the way, what can be preventative more than, uh, the, I need to do more. I need to, to Doesn't add more. Work spend more money to on the things, spend the, the like whatever it is. Yeah. It Fascinating. Work, so. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I love that. Um, is there anything else about Gabby Reese's me time that you want to share? Or, I mean, I am, I, again, like I, this has just been, you're, I absolutely love talking to you. Yes. Okay. I will share one last thing. 
Okay, share everything. This, this, I remind, this is just, again, an invitation to remind people. I've done, I don't know, I don't know how many shows, maybe close to 200 or something like that. And what I will tell you in health, there's sort of four things. There is, we'll get, we'll go easiest first, connection. Okay, mm. you can do all the right things. And that means connection with yourself and obviously connections with other people. Your gut. If we can figure out how our gut's sort of doing, and I mean that on an intuitive level and the health of our microbiome. Mm. If we are able to, to sort of not be in a chronic state of inflammation, well, there's two more things. Mitochondrial function. So if your cells can communicate well, mm. your batteries of your cells, everything communicating well. And finally, that people can get a test to see if they're insulin sensitive, because that's something we really want to maintain. People are wearing glucose monitors, but that's not always a reflection if your insulin is regulated. They'll say, okay, I noticed this and that's good. But yeah. you go to your doctor, I think it's like $20. I think I forget the test. It's like CPI or something like that to see mm -hmm. if you're insulin sensitive. So for me, my whole thing is how do we keep people as healthy as possible? And what shows up over and over, whether I'm talking to a psychiatrist or a GI specialist or, you know, somebody who's studying human behavior, uh, you know, from the Harvard study, it's kind of those things over and over and over. So right. I just want to remind people in a world where it feels so confusing, though, if we can simplify it down to that, so we eat in a way that we maintain our chronic inflammation, our insulin sensitivity, um, you know, we get tests to see that and making sure that we're loving ourselves and someone else mm -hmm. and, and just staying on top of that instead of, you know, it's daunting. So I just want to remind people of that uh, because if you want to talk about me time, that would be probably valuable time. I love that because that's like the holistic part of it, right? It's like yeah. you can you can have your rituals and you can have your quiet time, you can yeah. have your you can have the things that you do. But if this isn't if this being that we're in yeah. is not operating on its optimal level, then right. none of that's gonna none of that's gonna totally connect. Yeah. So I love that, and I think I do get overwhelmed. I'm one of those people that can get like it's normal. There's so much information. It's there's normal. so yeah. But to simplify it like that, it makes sense. It's like everything is working together yeah. and making sure it's working on an optimal level. I didn't know about that test. Yeah. I, would, I need There's that a test. a gentleman named Dr. Ben Bickman. Okay. And he, he's very good on this topic. So if people want to dive deep in it, they can. Okay. I love that. And great. Is there, can I, I mean, <laughs> obviously you'd probably, you're covering this on your podcast, but is there anywhere else, anything else that we can, where else can we follow you in right now? What you have, you have a website I know. Yeah, I do. It's Gabby Reese and then Instagram Gabby Reese. Apparently I have a TikTok. I think they repurpose some of the stuff <laughs> and shoot for Instagram. That I might be in over my head on that one. I love it. You're like, apparently I have a TikTok. I, yeah, exactly I do everything. I do the other ones, but I don't okay. do that. But yeah, if people okay. want to visit and, or pick topics on the podcast that interest them and, and, yeah. and drop in and see if it, it can serve them in any way. I love that. I'm totally going to post this last bit too if, of, your, of those four things that you just said, because I feel like that is a that is a invaluable information. And, and none of the um, best experts will ever disagree with each other. They all say exactly the same thing. That's amazing. That's great. And look at me. And I'm still like, I'm overwhelmed, even though I do listen and I do like, I follow and I'll read and whatever. I still find myself like, That's there's just so much information. Yeah. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah. And this is where practicality is. Uh, th this is where practicality is, is, is a gift because that, right. that's what we need. But yeah. we need all the 
we need all the people with all the different ways that they do it to make up the, you know, dynamic kind of array of how life can be lived. Yeah. I love this. I'm loved. I, I absolutely love talking to you. I like, I want to, I want to have you on again. I feel like I learned so much and yet I also feel like there are so many topics I want to go even deeper into, but I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to say today. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to say today. Thank you for inviting me. I always appreciate it. Thank you. This was, I, well, I've been a fan of you again. And it's like, it's very interesting. Cause I, I remember all of us sort of being like, you became the, there was not, not that we didn't have a lot of female, I mean, just female athletes. Like, good timing. Like, I think there were, they started to promote more women for sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. And we had our, we had our star, like it was like, it was you. And then also then when I was out in Malibu for a while, it was like, there was Laird and seeing the two of you come together. And I'm like this, I feel like the power between the two of you coming together, like, okay, last question. How did you meet? I interviewed Laird for a show called the extremist. It was through an interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you left the interview and you were like, okay. Mm. Not exactly. No. I don't know. Yeah. After the conversation, uh, cause neither one of us are the type of person to look at somebody and be like, Oh, you know, so it was sort sure. of after the conversation and, uh, you know, on paper, it was not really a great idea, but there's something deep inside of me that I thought, Oh, I think that's my guy on paper. Why do you say that it wasn't a good idea? Oh, it was very complicated. Okay. I lived in California. Laird lived in Hawaii. He was coming out of a bad, you know, a difficult marriage. There was a very small child involved. It was very, very difficult. So my oldest daughter at the time was very young, but it's all worked out. And I have a very good relationship with his, with my daughter and his ex-wife and it all worked out, but it was not like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> and yet you were like, I think that's my guy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, good. We had a little note of love. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Gabby, thanks. you're like, I, I can't thank you enough for doing the podcast and also for being Anytime. so open and sharing all of this and also enlightening us a lot as well. Hey, we're all in it together. So we got to help each other. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. This helps. Okay. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening to Me Time and please follow us on our Instagram at Me Time with Maggie. Love hearing about your Me Time. Love when you all share about your Me Time. Love any feedback. Please don't hesitate. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.